Welcome to Slate Church Online. It's so good to see you. I'm one of the lead pastors at Slate Church. Uh, my name is Brandon Richardson. I lead alongside my wife, Emma, and we lead alongside the incredible Luke and Victoria Betker. As the pastors of Slate Church, we just want to welcome you to our online uh, church experience. Listen, this isn't just an experience. This is something to engage in. We're not just here to receive. We're here to actually contribute. During these weird seasons, that uh, season that we're going through as a world, it's time for us as a church, or maybe you don't even consider yourself a part of the church, to engage with what's happening and to allow God to speak to our souls during this incredible moment. Listen, we've got an incredible uh, uh, lineup for you this morning. We're really excited to, uh, to have service with you. And so in just a moment, we're gonna have worship. My encouragement to you is to get moving around, get into your own space, whatever that looks like to be able to worship God this morning or this or tonight or whenever you're, you're listening to this um, or watching this, we would love for you to just get into your own moment where you can meet with God during this time of worship. We've got some incredible songs and uh, I'm gonna pray and then we're gonna go right into that. God, we thank you so much that we get to gather through this medium every single Sunday. God, no matter what happens in the world around us, no matter what we're experiencing, we're gonna to choose to believe that you're still in control. God, as we begin to worship you now, we pray that you would uh, uh, receive all, the, all this praise and all the glory. Pray this in Jesus' name, amen.
There's a grace when the heart is undefined Another way when the walls are closing in And should I fall in the space between What remains of me in this reckoning I know I will never be alone There was another in the fire Standing next to me There was another in the waters Holding back the seeds And should I ever need a reminder Of how I've been set free There is a cross that bears the burden Where another died for me There is another in Dead left for dead beneath the waters. I'm no longer a slave to my sin anymore. Should I fall in the space between what remains of me and this reckoning? Either way, I will bow to the things of this world. For I know. of all names. There is no other name but the name that is Jesus. He was and still is and will be through it all. So come on, may in this space between what remains of me in this reckoning. I know I will never be It may look like it may look like 
You may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. You may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. You may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm joy can every battle cause I know that's where you'll be I'll count the joy can every battle cause I know that's where you'll be I'll count the joy can every battle cause I know that's where you'll be Children, clean hands, pure hearts, good grace. 
incredible time of worship. You know, we want to follow that up with, uh, with a time of prayer. Every single week as a church, we gather to pray over the prayer requests that have come in uh, from our church and also the things going on our, in, in our world. If you haven't joined in with that yet, we would encourage you to come onto our Zoom call. Uh, you can find the link on our website. You just go to slatechurch.com prayer. And uh, we would love to uh, have you join us in our regular weekly prayer morning on Thursday mornings from 6.30 to 7.30. Um, we actually had quite a few prayer requests come in over this past week, and we just want to thank you uh, as a church for doing this. A lot of the things you hear us talking about today will actually be in, uh, linked in the description below. If you'd like to um, submit your own prayer request this week, make sure you do that below by finding the link. So today, just a selection of some of these prayer requests that came in. There are literally so many. I could continue scrolling uh, through them all this morning. Today we're going to be praying for peace during a time of uncertainty for someone who has been laid off due to the COVID-19 outbreak. We're praying for an international friend whose mother is overseas and has been sick for two weeks now. We're praying for someone who is ill and battling with their health. We're praying for someone's marriage, uh, that, they, that it would improve and that they would be able to listen to and love each other again. We're praying uh, that someone uh, has the opportunity, if they have the opportunity to, that they would actually stay home. We're praying for someone that they would find uh, opportunities to reach out to others and for wisdom during these times. I'm gonna read one more. We're also praying for sleep and peace during a season full of questions, self-doubt, and unknowns. Hey church, why don't we bow our heads right now as we lift up a prayer to God um, whether your prayer requests have been read out, we literally don't have time to read them all out today uh, or not. God understands the needs uh, that are, that are um, happening all across our church and all across our world today. If you have a need yourself right now, why don't you just reach a, a hand towards the screen, just symbolically so that you can know yourself, that you're, you're, um, you're engaging and, and believing today for God to move in your circumstance and in our world today. Jesus. We thank you so much for who you are and what you're up to in this world. God, if one thing that this COVID-19 is teaching us is that we're not as in control as we thought we were. And so God, we choose to believe that you still are in control. God, we believe right now that you are still moving. We believe that you are still God. We believe that you are still Lord. We believe that you are still Yahweh. God, right now we pray through each and every prayer request that has come in over this past week. God, whether we are praying over this on Thursday morning or we are praying over it right now, generically, God, we believe that you can move in the hearts and lives of individuals that have submitted prayer requests based on faith that, God, you're going to move in our circumstances. God, we pray for the world that we live in. We pray for the leaders that are making decisions. We pray for the economy that we find ourselves in and all the things that we forget to pray about. God, we lift it all up into your hands and trust it 
to a good, good God. Thank you so much for being on our side through this whole thing. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey church, why don't we remind ourselves on the other side of prayer requests that God actually is still moving. Um, it is amazing because not only are we getting more prayer requests in over this time, we're also getting a lot of praise reports. Again, link in description. We would love to hear what God is doing in your life during this time. Just a few um, as I scroll and pick out. Uh, someone is thankful that self-isolation and social distancing, physical distancing, are two different things and that God has been able to reach people and build even stronger communities during this time. Someone is thankful that during this time that they've been able to be productive with their time, practicing holy habits and spending time with God and getting some much needed rest. Amazing how something like this is forcing some of us to get the things that God always wanted us to have, eh? Someone is thankful that their family and friends are just a phone call or a video call away. Uh, someone is thankful that the lump in, lump in their mother's breast has been confirmed to be benign. Come on, that's a, an incredible praise report. Someone is uh, thankful for spontaneous quality time with their in-laws. Hey, Jason and Denise, that one's for you. Uh, someone is thankful that their boyfriend of eight years, uh, they're thankful for the friends they have made and for this church. How about we read a, uh, a couple of more uh, here. Someone is thankful for the smooth and healthy arrival of their baby girl. Come on, our church is growing even in this season. Uh, for all the families having babies, even in the midst of this, you got this. Um, and someone else is thankful for God's provision, regardless of the season, and that he is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. You know, there's so many praise reports that have come in. Let's remember to continue to thank God, even amidst so much uh, uh, uncertainty during this time. All right. Uh, it's so good to see you. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of this weird season, usually on a Sunday at this point in our service, uh, we have a li little bit of a liturgy ourselves as a church. And, uh, we like to just take a moment to say hi to the people next to us. Um, and, uh, while that might not be able to be possible for you in this moment, uh, one way that you can do this is just take out your phone real quick, send a message to somebody that you've been meaning to send a message to and just say, Hey, I'm thinking about you. I'm praying for you. Um, I'm going to, I'm, I'm giving this a little bit of time right now, just so that you can actually do that without feeling like you're getting behind in this, in this service today, just send a message to somebody, or maybe that's a group message to a bunch of people. Remind yourself, maybe make a note to reach out to a few different people this week. And let's make sure that people understand that we are still a community of Jesus followers during this time. So make sure you do that. Um, make sure you say hi to somebody. If somebody is around you right now, uh, make sure you give them a big hug and it's okay because you should be self isolating with that person right now and they shouldn't have gone anywhere else either. But, uh, uh let's make sure that we know that we're in this together. Awesome. Well, uh, uh, I'm going to pass it over to pastor Emma right now as she encourages us in our giving during these uncertain times. Hey, it's still a, it's still a, a command of the church to, to remain generous during this time. We're hearing of so many different generous stories. And right now, Pastor Emma is gonna encourage us in our own generosity. Hey church, just wanted to encourage you around our giving today. If you have your Bible, why don't you turn with me to Proverbs 3, verse five. This is a really familiar verse. Maybe you've been uh, reading it and holding on to this during this whole season of COVID, but it says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. What a great encouragement that we have here in Proverbs, that if we trust in the Lord with all our heart, we don't lean on our own understandings. We can know that when we submit to him, he will make our path straight. It's a great uh, promise. It's a great truth that we find in scripture. But how hard is it sometimes to trust the Lord with all our heart? You know, sometimes it's easy to trust the Lord with some of our heart and to trust the Lord uh, with some of our understanding. Uh, but what does it look like to actually trust him with everything? not just some of what we have. Sometimes it's easy to trust the news with some of our heart. It's easy to trust our feelings with some of our heart, uh, what we think about things with some of our heart, our bank account, our job stability. It's easy to trust those things with all of our heart uh, or some of our heart, and we give God a piece of that. But in scripture, it says, trust the Lord with all your heart. You know, when it comes to finances in this season, it's easy to say, uh, I don't know if I can trust you with all of my finances, all my heart towards money. 
it can be easy to be a little bit frustrated and go, I don't know how I'm going to give in this season. Listen, God uh, doesn't need your money, but he asks that we would live in obedience, that we would trust him, that we would not lean on our own understanding, the way that things look in our own accounts, but we would say, God, we are going to put our trust here to you. We are going to put a stake in the ground. We are going to give back to you, your church, as you have called us to do in scripture. We're gonna do it generously, even in this season, when it would be so easy to hold back and to say, I need my own security. If I give to you, then there's going to be less for me. And to say, okay, God's economy works differently than the world around us. And I'm going to choose today. It is a choice church. I'm going to choose today to trust the Lord with all my heart. I'm not going to lean on my own understanding. And I'm going to know that he's going to make my path straight, that he is going to direct what comes next. So church, I just wanted to encourage you with that today, uh, that we need to keep on giving to what God has for us in this season. Uh, no matter what's going on, no matter what looks this looks like for you, I just encourage you to take some time, pray about what you can give, do it joyfully, be committed to that, and trust God with all your heart. Why don't we pray for our giving today? God, I thank you for the resources and the things that you have given us. And today, God, we give with joyful hearts, showing you where our trust is, God, giving back to you out of what you have given so freely to us, Lord. We thank you for this opportunity. And in your name we pray, amen. So church, if you want to give today, we have a number of ways you can do that. You can go to slatechurch.com. You'll see give there. You can sign up for automatic monthly giving. That's a great option for you. You can do text to tithe, the number's on the screen, and you can also give online uh, in other ways. All of those are there for you. Um, so let's give today. Thank you, Pastor Emma, for that incredible giving talk. You know, this is something that's been challenging me during this season to make sure that I don't see God's resources as scarce, but abundant, even in the midst of this uncertainty. So thank you for that. Um, I just want to give you a heads up on some of the things that are happening right now in our church so you can uh, know what to expect. Of course, um, we're going to continue to follow the, the guidelines of our leaders and what we should be doing in terms of gathering. So, I mean, this season for us is indefinite and that's not something that scares us or worries us. It's something that we're going to continue to build on. One of the ways that we make sure that we do this um, uh, incredibly well during the season is making sure that as a church, we are caring for one another in community. Um, it's, it's funny because um, Pastor Luke a long while ago shared this study that um, people that find themselves in good relationships actually live longer. Then we said this thing, we said, uh, uh, therefore you need to join a connect group or die. And uh, you know, it's, uh, it's still kind of funny uh, in this season because uh, this isn't a new thing that we're emphasizing to make sure that our church can just stay connected in a weird season. It's been the heartbeat of our church ever since we started as a church. But if there was ever a moment to join a connect group, this is it. You know, you might be thinking, well, it's easier to join a connect group when it's physical, when, when uh, you know, I can come in the first time and kind of get aware of people in a physical space. Well, just this past week, another story, last week we sh sh uh, shared a story from Ghana. This week we're sharing a story from Manitoba. Uh, somebody from Manitoba joined one of our connect groups, uh, had been attending Slate in a previous season, thought that that would never be able to happen again. The moment we went back online, she's considered herself, now Slate Church is, is, is uh, her church again. And that's actually pretty incredible during the season. And so uh, let's not make excuses for not joining a community in this season or thinking, well, I can just uh, call random friends or family. This is a season for us as a church to really understand that we can actually grow our church both depth and width through connect groups. So we would love for you to join a connect group. Again, link in description, or you can just go to slatechurch.com, I believe slash connect groups, and you'll get all the information that you need to know there. In fact, if you wanna join a team during the season, it's pretty incredible what some of our teams are actually working on right now, while we're not even able to be together physically. If you wanna do any of that, if you just go to our website, slatechurch.com, and you scroll to the bottom, there's actually an online connect card, and uh, it'll just enable us to be able to uh, follow up with you and make sure that you have everything that you need from us as a church during the season. 
This week, there are going to be some new things coming at you as a church. Um, we're constantly trying to figure out how to do this new online thing better and better and better. When we hit the season, we got to remember we're only two and a half years old as a church. And we just want to thank everybody that has been being able to make this thing happen online. We've been hearing so many great things, but more stuff is coming. Our team is continuing to dream week by week how to build a better, stronger church during this time. So the best way for you to stay on top of it all is by making sure that you do go to our website, slatechurch.com. Also, by following us on social media, at Slate Church. And as long as you follow us on those channels, you're not going to miss anything. One thing we want to encourage you to do is turn on your notifications for every single thing. So turn on your notifications for Instagram and Facebook. And hey, why don't you hit the subscribe button right now on YouTube so that you actually make sure that you don't follow to step with us as a church as we do all of these things. You know, this is kind of like a main hub, these social media platforms, to make sure that you get everything else that we do as a church. One specific thing that we do want to direct your attention to during the season is this Thursday from 6.30 to 7.30 a.m. We host a prayer morning. We've been doing this since week one of our church. We host a prayer morning. Right now we're doing it over Zoom. Uh, the link will be in the description of our, uh, of our social media channels. And you can find that uh, anytime throughout the week, but we go live 6.30 to 7.30. We'd love to see you uh, join us every week. This prayer meeting is growing. And yes, it is at an inconvenient time. When a lot of people are home during the day, we could do it at any time, but we choose to keep this time simply as a way for us to deny ourselves and continue to meet with Jesus uh, at a time that might be inconveniencing ourselves, even in a time when things could be even more convenient. So listen, we'd love to see you 6.30 to 7.30 Thursday morning as we pray pray over all the prayer requests that have come in over this past week. All right, now for the, I was about to say the main event, but I mean this whole thing is the main event. Uh, I'm really excited for the message that is to come. I have so much respect for the individual bringing the message right now. I've been seeing him prep all week. It's literally just been us in an office all week and we haven't, uh, you know, we've been, we've been good friends through the whole thing. I absolutely love seeing his diligence and his preparation. I know this world, this word will be timely for the, the time that we find ourselves in as a world. And so I just encourage you, pull out a notebook, pull out your phone, uh, grab your kid's arm, start to write on it, whatever you've got to do to make sure that you get this word inside of your heart. Remember, as Christians, we got to be the light of the world during these crazy times. I'm really excited to introduce our speaker this morning, our pastor, Pastor Luke. Let's go. Well, hey, church, thanks for tuning in to Church Online today. You know, even though we can't gather uh, physically with one another, it's so awesome that we still get to gather using technology, gathering digitally like this, um, and gather around God's Word. And, you know, I am so excited for what God wants to say to us today. Whether you're watching this in the morning, whether you're watching this in the afternoon or the evening, whatever it might be, I really believe that God's got a word for you. And so can I encourage you actually just wherever you're at in this moment to really actually invite God into the space that you're at? Just uh, just even right now in your heart, just say, God, speak to me this morning. Speak to me this evening. Speak to me today and just invite him in. Let's have a faith and let's have an expectation that God is going to speak to us today. You know, just because we might be watching this in our home or somewhere else, wherever we might be, let's not have any less faith or expectation for the fact that God can and wants to speak to us today. So I wanna encourage you to do that. Lean in wherever you are, stir up your own faith a little bit for what God wants to do. Um, hey, you can still give me some feedback. Uh, you can still say that's good. You can still say amen. You can still say preach it. You can still say, pop the clutch, whatever you want. And listen, don't do that for me, but do that because it actually helps you engage and it helps you lean in. And, uh, you know, I actually want to, I want to show you how much of a difference uh, feedback can actually make. And so uh, I'm going to tell you a joke and this joke is going to fall flat. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now, it's a terrible joke, but I'm going to tell you a joke and I'm going to show you uh, when it's just like crickets after uh, how bad how bad it is. Okay, so uh, here's the joke. Um, what time of day was Adam created? Just a little before Eve. Terrible, I know. <laughs> it is absolutely horrible. Now, I'm going to tell you another joke. 
This time there's gonna be some feedback. Watch how much better it makes this joke, okay? Um, what kind of man was Boaz before, before he married Ruth? Absolutely ruthless. <laughs> I got another one still. I got another one. It's coming at you. Uh, who was the first tennis player in the Bible? Joseph, because he served in Pharaoh's court. <laughs> Come on, see how much better that made everything? Feedback makes everything better. It's going to help us lean in. It's going to help us uh, just be a part of what's going on. We're not just going to consume this. We're going to contribute to this message today. So lean in. It's going to be an awesome uh, time of hearing from God. We're going to begin uh, by turning in our Bibles to the book of Psalms. And we're going to read Psalm 121. So I'll let you get there. Psalm 121, we're reading from the NIV translation of the Bible. And this is what Psalm 121 says. It says, I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going both now and forevermore. I love this psalm. And if you're taking notes today, uh, why don't you go ahead and write down this title for my message. You can write down the title, Now and Forevermore. Now and Forevermore. Why don't we pray and we're going to continue. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you that we get to gather uh, over the internet like this as a church. And we just pray that you would speak to us today, God. We pray that your name would be glorified um, in our homes, our living rooms, our rooms, our offices, wherever we're watching this. Lord, may you be glorified in these moments. We love you so much. In your mighty name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Well, you know, many of the greatest fears that we have in life uh, don't necessarily come from something that we can see. But a lot of the fears that we face in life come from that which we can't see. There's a lot of unknown fears that we face in life, things that cause us worry, things that cause us anxiety. There's the, the unknown of what our future might look like. There's the unknown, um, uh, certainly in the season that we're in right now, there's the unknown of how the rest of this uh, pandemic is going to actually pan out. And we can get afraid of that which we don't see. You know, if you were to ask me at the beginning of this year whether or not I could have ever predicted that right now as a world, we would be facing this kind of global pandemic. I, I mean, I never could have anticipated it. And that's probably the same for you as well. But I also know that I can't live my entire life in fear, fearful of that which I can't anticipate, of that which I, I, is out of my control, of that which I uh, am worried about or, or, or any of those different kinds of things. But so often it can be easy to get a little caught off guard uh, by the things that seem to come out of nowhere. And it leaves us saying, I, I, I never saw it coming. I could have never seen that coming. And, you know, really, I think that the enemy would love to exploit our imagination to knock us off guard, to actually make us feel insecure, to make us uh, fearful in, in this life so that we would be filled with, again, these, just these feelings of insecurity about our, our own life and about the future. But I want you to know today, that in the midst of everything that's going on in the world, that God can and he will keep you. That he loves you, that he sees you, that he's got you in the palm of his hand and he cares about you and he's got a great future for you. He can and he will keep you. We got to remember that in Jesus, we have hope for today and strength for tomorrow. 
now and forevermore. Now from this day forward, we have hope and we have strength in God and in his goodness. He has not given up on you. At the beginning of this sermon, we read uh, Psalm 121. And uh, again, I love this Psalm, but what you might not know is that Psalm 121 is actually called a Psalm of Ascent. And literally, this was a song that the Israelites sung um, as they would take a journey into Jerusalem from wherever it was that they were living. They would journey into Jerusalem, make a pilgrimage there for one of the three major festivals that they would attend throughout the year. And so they would make this journey in and on the way they would sing this psalm, this song, this song of ascent. Now, listen, if you're making a journey in the ancient Near East, you're making the journey to Jerusalem, this is not always just an easy thing. This isn't just uh, something that is, um, you know, the, the greatest, easiest journey. It's not like they're traveling down a road like we would travel today. Um, unless maybe you're driving down Weber Street, then listen, maybe it would be as bumpy as that. I don't know. <laughs> but this was actually a difficult journey. This was not a, like, let's line up the podcast. Uh, this was not a road trip. You roll the window down, uh, have the wind blow in your hair, put your sunglasses on kind of trip. That's not what this was at all. The road was full of all kinds of threats. Um, there was always the threat, of course, of being robbed on the road because people knew that you were coming and they knew what to expect. There was the threat of bad weather that could stop you or could take you out. There was the threat of the rough terrain that was just hard to actually navigate. The road to Jerusalem was not a particularly easy one for the Israelite people. And so they sang this song and they sang it to remind them that God is good, that God is in control and that he is going to keep them safe. We see the theme of this song over and over and over again. The theme of this song is that God would keep them safe. You know, in much the same way, we are on our own journey, our own road towards all that God has for us. And in much the same way as the Israelites, on our road to what's ahead, that road's not always easy. It's not always perfect. It's not always smooth. It's not always, um, you know, good times uh, along this road of life, this journey of life that we're actually on. And it's true that we carry the promises of Christ within us. We, we have that within us, but still the road ahead can feel daunting and it can feel desolate at times. And it, it feels like almost sometimes around every corner, there's something that might be waiting to jump out and ambush us. And that's why all of a sudden it seems like we couldn't see it coming. All of a sudden there's a global pandemic and uh, my goodness, this, it's difficult to deal with. Uh, all of a sudden people are sick and people are getting laid off and the economy is, is getting shaky and we don't know how to respond to these things. But we've got to hold on to hope. Let's remember how this psalm can actually encourage us today too. As it says, the Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going both now and forevermore. And so just for the next couple minutes, I just want to take a look at this psalm. And I want to just see what we can learn from it as to how we need to position ourselves, how we, an attitude that we, we need to actually maintain as we journey along this road of life. And in particular, as we journey the road right now as a society at large through this global pandemic of coronavirus. And so I just want to offer you a couple of thoughts today. And in fact, I, I want to give you the three P's of hope. And listen, I know that that's extremely cheesy, okay? Three P's of hope, but it's cheesy, but it's easy to remember. And, you know, I, I'm not just up here uh, today just wanting to give you some information, but I actually want to give you some tools today, something that you can just put in your pocket. And then maybe later in this week when, you know, you're not gathered virtually with the church as a whole, we're not hearing uh, from the Bible, uh, but maybe things get tough where you can actually pull that out of your pocket and you can put it into practice. And so I've got these three P's of hope that I want us to remember as we journey this road of life together. So the first is this, that on this road, 
we must maintain a perspective of hope. A perspective of hope. The psalmist begins by writing this psalm, I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? You know, you can almost sense the insecurity that's being communicated here through this. I don't know exactly what the psalmist uh, was meaning as they wrote this, but you can almost just imagine they're journeying uh, on the way to Jerusalem and they're looking around at the hills around them and the hills just present a great threat. There's a threat again of of, uh, enemies hiding in the hills. Perhaps the psalmist was looking and um, it's not that he was seeing enemies, but maybe he was just seeing a lack of allies in the hills. Maybe he was looking around at the hills and uh, I don't know what it is, but we can certainly tell that the psalmist was feeling vulnerable, that the psalmist was feeling quite small and they were feeling quite insignificant and, and, and exposed at this time. And the truth is that we can often feel the same way in our lives. You know, maybe in your life, as you look at the hill and the mountain, as it seems to be, that is COVID-19, perhaps you feel vulnerable. Perhaps you feel exposed by it. Perhaps you feel like it is just a looming threat. Maybe you're looking at the hill of uh, the global or even just Canadian economy, and you're really worried for what's ahead. Maybe you're looking at the hill of your personal finances. You've been laid off and you don't know how you're going to go forward. Maybe you've been looking at the, the hill that is your own health. And perhaps you're the kind of person that if you were to get sick, it could really do damage in your life. And I don't know what the hill might be for you, but perhaps you're seeing it and you're wondering, where is help possibly going to come from? Where will my help come from? You know, I love that the psalmist didn't just stop at what his eyes told him. I love that even though what he could see told him he should be afraid, he didn't trust in what he could see. He says, where does my help come from? Verse two, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. You know, he looked beyond the potential threat to see that God is good in all circumstances. The hills around you look terrifying. I wanna encourage you to remember who it is that made the hills. In fact, in a time when nobody feels certain about anything in our world, I wanna remind you that God is certain. In fact, if you need a reminder of this, all you need to do is just take a, a look out your window. In fact, wherever you're sitting right now, if you have access to a window, just take a quick look out. And look at maybe the grass that you see, uh, look at the branches of the trees, look at the clouds in the sky, and take, a, take hope in the fact that God knows exactly how many pieces of grass are out there. God knows every single branch on every single tree. God knows exactly every single cloud in the sky down to the most minute detail. He sees all of it. And he's not surprised by anything. Maybe, you know, you don't have access to a window. Look, perhaps you're sitting with your family. Look at the heads of those around you and take a look at the fact that God knows every single hair that is on their head. What an incredible realization. Now, listen, maybe you're sitting with your family and uh, wives, you're looking over at your husband and you know how many hairs are on your husband's head as well uh, because that number is zero. So it's not that impressive. <laughs> listen, uh, dude with the bald head, uh, you can take strength in the fact that God knows how many hairs you used to have on your head. <laughs> you know, the truth is that nothing surprises God. There's nothing that he can't do. There's no crisis. There's no circumstance that knocks him off balance or overwhelms him. We might get caught off guard, but God does not get caught off guard. He made all things. He sustains all things and he rules all things in all seasons, every detail of our lives, even on our most difficult day, God is with us. Let's have that perspective in this season. Remember this, in the dark of the night, we look to the light. Uh, see today through the perspective of eternity. We might be going through a crisis as a world right now, but I'm reminded of what uh, pastor and author Mark Sayers notes. And he says, renewal flows from crisis. It's time to shift your perspective. What might feel like isolation to you, why don't you actually shift your perspective and not see isolation, 
But see, rebirth. What is God birthing in you in this season? You might feel a hiddenness in this season. Why not shift your perspective and recognize it's not being hidden. It's actually hibernation. And hibernation is all about rejuvenation. Think about a bear that hibernates. They don't do it just to be hidden. They hibernate to be rejuvenated and refreshed for the coming season that is ahead. Friend, why not ask today, what can I learn in this season of hibernation in order to be refreshed for the coming season that God has for me and for our world as a whole and how I can make a difference now in my life that's going to make a difference then in my life. we got to maintain a perspective of, of hope in the middle of everything. If you need a perspective of hope, remember this, Psalm 46, God is our refuge and our strength, an ever-present help in times of trouble. He is our ever-present help, and His ever-present help is our ever-present hope. I heard a a story this past week of a group of Jews who were um, hiding out in, in the city of Cologne, Nazi Germany, and they were hiding in a cellar, and they hid in the cellar for the entirety of the Second World War. Finally, when the war was over and they were liberated from their hiding, um, somebody went down into the, cell, the cellar that they were hiding in, and they found written on the wall this incredible poem that is this amazing perspective of hope in a difficult season. What they, what they found was this. It says, I believe in the sun even when it is not shining, and I believe in love even when there's no one there. And I believe in God, even when he is silent. What a great perspective of hope. Friends, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Let's allow his help to be our hope in this season. Let's have that perspective. All right, the second, second uh, uh, P that we need to remember, second thing that we must maintain as we Uh, journey this road of life is we must maintain a position of hope. You know, I grew up playing baseball and I loved playing baseball. I was good at playing baseball. And one thing that I always heard playing baseball was that you need to get yourself in the ready position for every play. The ready position was leaning in. It was anticipating that the ball would get hit to you. It was being ready for what was going to happen. Because otherwise, if you were just hanging out, just kind of leaning back on your heels and the ball was hit to you, there's no way you would ever be able to make that play. You got to be in the ready position. And I really think that there's a very similar thing that we must do as Christians, even in this season. And that is that we need to be in the ready position of hope for what God wants to do in our lives and what God wants to do in the world around us. I love that in Psalm 121, we read the line that says, he will not let your foot slip. Imagine how it changes your position when you know that your foot is not going to slip. When you know that as you take off and you go forward into what's ahead, your foot will not slip. You're not starting uh, on a slippery surface like ice. Everybody knows what that's like to try and push off on ice uh, with your shoes on and you just fall flat on your face. No, God will not let your foot slip. Allow that to be an encouragement to you today. We got to maintain a position of hope in this season. How do we maintain this position? What does this position look like? Really quick way that you can maintain a position of hope is be positioned in praise and worship. I love that as the Israelites journeyed, they didn't keep their mouths shut in fear, but they opened their mouths in praise and worship to God. You know, we just had a time of praise and worship earlier in this church service today. And let's remember that when we worship God, we're not doing so just to remind him of who he is. But as we worship God, we're reminding us of who God is, that God is good. Even in this time, even in a season of uncertainty in our world, God is good. Let's also position ourselves in prayer. There's power in prayer. Let's turn to God in prayer as much as we can in this season. Let's make sure that we're not turning to the news for information before we're turning to God for formation in our lives. Let's turn to God on a a daily, hour-to-hour, minute-to-minute basis with prayer. You know, sometimes all that that means is we just say under our breath, God, 
Help me to see the world through the lens of heaven today. Help me to see my, my, my circumstances through the perspective of eternity today. Let's be positioned in prayer. Let's worship through worry today. Let's pray through the pandemic that faces our world today. He's going to keep you through this crisis. Let's maintain that position of hope as we journey towards all that God has for us. The last thing I want to talk to you about this morning is that as we journey on this road of life, we must maintain a purpose-filled hope. A purpose-filled hope. You know, when we experience the hope that we have in Jesus, that hope motivates action. Suddenly, we find ourselves asking, how can my hope become my neighbor's help? How can the hope that I have received from God, uh, how can it motivate me to action to help out others in a world that desperately needs help in a time such as this? Let's not hoard hope as if it's in short supply. All right, hope is not toilet paper at the moment. Hope is not Lysol wipes right now. There is an abundant, unending supply of hope that is available to us in Jesus Christ. Let us maintain a purpose-filled hope that makes that hope available to others as we tell them about the love of Jesus. The psalm that we've been reading, it outlines this kind of hope that we have. It says, the Lord watches over you. He is your shade at your right hand. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. This is the hope that we have. And look at what Paul writes about this hope in the New Testament. In a verse that some of you, I hope, are, are going to recognize. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 3 verse 12. Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Come on, this is our verse for the year as a church. Our theme for the year is bold. Since we have such a hope, we are very what? Scared? No. Anxious? No. Worried? No. Since we have such a hope, we are very bold. The purpose of our hope is that we would be bold. Bold in our witness. Bold in our generosity. Bold in our serving and loving others. Let's be bold in our love and bold in our encouragement in the world at this time. Let's be bold as we share God's love on social media. Let's be bold as we pick up the phone and we call people and we make sure that they're doing well. We got to understand that our hope is filled with purpose. God has a purpose for your life to love him and to love others. You know, when we have this burning hot, white hot hope in Christ, it motivates us to love others like never before. We, we don't just sit back saying, okay, great. I found a firm foundation in life. So I'm just going to sit back and sip my coffee and I'm going to queue up Netflix. and I'm going to watch all the stuff I want to watch and that's it. And you know, I, I'm out, I'm in the clear, I'm good. So if I'm good, that's all that matters. No, come on. When we really experience God's love and God's hope in our lives, we can't help but tell other people about how good that hope is, about the name of Jesus that's above all other names. It's above the name of coronavirus. It's above the name of worry. It's above the name of the economy. It's above the name of being laid off. God is good, even in this season. You know, I was, uh, I was reading a book this past week and the author was talking about a documentary that he watched. And he noted that in the documentary, there was a group of scientists and they went into a cave. And this cave was not like some beautiful cave that we think about, but it was a really hostile environment. In fact, um, the, uh, the river that ran through this cave was actually so acidic that if a human went into it, uh, it would certainly mean death for them. But the scientists went into this cave and they noted that even in the midst of this hostile environment, there are creatures not only living, but there are creatures that are even thriving in this place that would otherwise uh, be so deadly to so many other creatures. And the scientists had a term for these types of creatures that can survive in extreme circumstances and extreme situations. And that term, I love this term, by the way, the term is an extremophile. An extremophile is a culture, it is a, a creature that even in a, uh, a hostile culture can survive and not only survive, but they can actually thrive. The author of this book noted that this is exactly what we need to be as followers of Jesus, that we don't only survive in a world that experiences difficulty, 
But we as Christians can actually thrive at this time. There's a researcher named Margaret Wheatley, and she discovered that even in toxic workplaces and hostile environments, there's always a certain type of person that can be found. And that is a person who is unaffected by what is going on around them. And the reason that they're unaffected by what's going on around them is that they have a sense of meaning that exists outside of their environment. You know, I really think that this describes us as Christians. We have a sense of meaning that is greater than the environment that we find ourselves in because we get our meaning not from the state of things in the world right now, but from Jesus who supersedes all of it. We have a meaning that is greater than our environment. We need to be extremophile disciples in this season where a hostile environment that is our world right now is not going to slow us down, but we are actually going to thrive, not because of our own strength. And we're not going to thrive to make our own name known. And we're not going to thrive to ignore the difficulty that's going on in the world around us, but we are going to thrive so that we can make the name of Jesus known, so that we can help people in real and practical ways, so that we can show people the great hope that exists in the name of Jesus in a season such as this. So let's maintain a perspective of hope. Let's maintain a position of hope and let's maintain a purpose-filled hope in this season. Always remembering what Romans 8 verse 37 to 38 says, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life Neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, nor any height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord, now and forevermore. Hey, could I ask you to bow your heads wherever you're at right now? I just want to take a minute and I want to ask you a question. Maybe you have been listening to this sermon today and You haven't experienced the hope of Christ because you haven't made a decision to accept him as your Lord and Savior. Can I encourage you to make that decision today? Invite him into your life. There's a free gift of salvation. He's offering it to you. You don't have to work for it. You just have to accept it today. If you want to accept that gift of salvation and you want to say, I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to put him as the Lord of my life and I'm going to follow uh, and experience the hope that he has. If you're making that decision in your heart right now, just say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And I just want to pray for you. If that's you, why don't you just hold that decision in your heart as I pray. Lord, you see every single person right now who's making that decision to follow you. Father, I just pray that they would be overwhelmed by your hope in this instance. I pray, Jesus, that they would know peace like never before. I thank you that they're making this decision today. And Lord, as this is the end of one season of life and the beginning of a new one, I pray that they will have so much faith and expectation for all that's ahead. In your name, amen. Hey, if you made that decision, that's the best choice you could make. And in just a minute, Pastor Brandon's coming back and he's gonna give you some information as to how you can move forward in that decision. But just before he does that, let me just say one more prayer before we transition out of this. I just want to pray for everybody today in our church as we go through this season together, that we would remember to keep our hope in Christ, that we would remember that his help is our hope in this season. Come on, let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for who you are. Father, we just pray that in the midst of everything that's going on in our world right now, Lord, let us not be shaken but let us stand firm on the foundation of your goodness. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We thank you that we get to still gather as a church. Father, we just pray for those hurting. We pray for those struggling financially. We pray for those who are sick. We pray for those dealing with anxiety and worry. Father, would your peace and your hope overwhelm every situation? Would your light just invade any dark place? We love you and we thank you. In your mighty name we pray, amen. Thanks for tuning in, church. Hey, if just a moment ago you made a decision to follow Jesus, I just want to encourage you to do one really simple thing. Just go to our website, slatechurch.com, as you've heard it many times here today, and uh, and just uh, scroll to the bottom to our online connect card. 
uh, check off or, or click rather, um, that you made a decision to follow Jesus, what that will enable us to do is to make sure that somebody from our team is able to follow up with you and make sure that you have all the resources you need on this new journey of faith. Uh, this doesn't have to be a scary thing. And for many of us, maybe this decision was made in private, but it's meant to be lived out in public. If there's somebody around you right now to tell, make sure you tell them. Uh, but if you're not able to do that, please fill out that online connect card. We would love to connect with you and get you resourced for this new journey of faith. That is the best decision you could have ever made in your life. Hey, if you've already made that decision and you've been watching through this video, uh, through this video, <laughs> you've been watching this service and taking it in, uh, we want to encourage you to also make sure that you're signing up for a connect group and a team. We can't emphasize that anymore during the season. Our number one priority has always been joining a connect group. And so that remains during the season. We would love to make sure that you find community. No matter where you find yourself in the world right now watching, we would love for you to find community through Slate Church. It's been a great time gathering together. Uh, before I begin my, you know, the outro marks and some of you are tempted to turn off the, the screen or whatever else you're watching on, I want to remind parents and people of young ones, uh, people with young ones, uh, that we actually have the kids program uh, happening right after this. It just, it's tagged on to the very end of this, uh, this video. And so that's uh, just something to resource you as parents. Also, if you wanna get on that uh, mailing list, again, a great way to do that is to fill out our connect card online and uh, just let us know that you have kids and we'll actually send out a package for you to be able to walk your kids through this season from a biblical perspective. Uh, we would love to come alongside you as families. Okay. Thank you for a great week. We want to remind you to continue being the church. Make sure you're not only making uh, calls and texts and all the rest of people that you know that are all already know Jesus, but make sure that we're using this time to also reach out to our friends, our neighbors, our families that don't know him yet, letting them know that there is a hope that they can put their trust in. Um, remember, we exist as a church to see people far from God come into a relationship with him. And uh, we, this is an opportunity during this season like, like never before. We love you guys. From me, Pastor Brandon, but also Pastor Emma, Pastor Luke, and Pastor Victoria, we want you guys to know that we're praying for you. We believe in you. We believe that God is still in control. We've got this because he's got this. We'll talk to you later. Hey families. Mark and Jared here. Yeah. Uh, we really hope that you guys as a family have enjoyed coming together in this online version of Slate Church. Right now we're gonna go into some content for the kiddos. Yeah, so during this season, we really wanna make it accessible for you and your families. We're, we're still thinking about you guys and we want you guys to still be doing the kids curriculum um, at home. Yeah, so in the link to this of this video down below, you're going to find a link to the Slate Kids content on our website. In there, you'll find a video with the Bible verse for the new series, a Bible story. We've also added some discussion questions as well as a craft idea for you guys to do at home. Awesome. Love you guys and have a great week.